Good morning and welcome to the April 18th, 2019 edition of the Colorful Plates podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As promised, today's podcast features Bryn's full interview with Chef Lacey Larson, who won Guy Fieri's Grocery Games and is the executive chef for Pacific Coast Fruit Company in Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Washington. Lacey talks about her 20-year journey in the food industry and how she has worked her way up from fast food establishments to fine dining, but eventually ended up finding her passion in recipe development. I am a chef. I've been working um, as a chef for about 20 years now. Um, I started out um, in fast food and ended up doing some corporate kitchen work, you know, uh, Cracker Barrel and Applebee's and did that whole world. Ended up um, moving to uh, Kansas and worked as a kitchen manager and chef at a little artisanal bakery and restaurant. And that was where I realized that uh, I had a passion for really the creative side of cooking. And so um, I spent two years there and ended up moving to Portland, Oregon in 2000. Five, at which point I went to culinary school um, and got into the Portland fine dining cooking scene. And so I was uh, fortunate enough to work under some really great chefs. Uh, I worked with Vitaly Paley, who's um, kind of one of the forerunners of the farm to table movement here in Portland. Um, I worked with Jen Lewis, also a really great chef. Um, and decided to kind of get away from fine dining and went into the retail world. Um, and I spent six years working for New Seasons Market. And that was where I started doing recipe development, kind of helped with their merchandising team develop some new programs for stores. I ended up doing store openings and subsequently managing some pretty large teams and got a lot of education about what retail uh, you know, prepared foods looks like. So, um, it's just a different world than restaurants. You know, you're, you're doing a large batch, large batch cooking. Um, and, uh, it's service, but it's a different type type of service than like, you know, when you're plating food. Right. Um, and so I, I really got a, I really got a passion for recipe development during that point in my career. And so, I had um, heard of Pacific Coast Fruit Company, and they were looking for uh, a company chef to come in and be really focused on creating these new programs for for the partners that we have. Now, what are, I mean, I'm sure you've worked on a lot of recipes, but just what are some of the recipes specifically involving like fruits and vegetables, fresh produce that you're most proud of, that you're most excited about? One thing that's that's been really exciting is just looking at you know we we cut fruits and vegetables here that's you know that's one of the the big parts of our business and the part that I am um, you know a key element in and what's been exciting to me is just looking at the different ways that just a simple cut on a vegetable can completely change the flavor. Um, the look and it, it's, it's given me a different perspective on, on really like how to, uh, how to approach, you know, because let's say you've, you've got certain seasons where there's only, there's only really, let's say 10, 10 great vegetables in the winter that you want to work with. It's not like summer where you've got, you know, 
25, 30 different awesome things growing. Um, and so looking at a variety of winter vegetables and saying, okay, I've got, I've got all of these root vegetables and how do I, how do I make them taste and look, um, different and update their, you know, their flavor in a way that I haven't done yet. Um, so, you know, for example, like this, I just was working on, you know, taking kohlrabi and rather than doing, um, you know, you see it kind of shaved. It's like a, more like a radish. What does that look like roasted with a Korean flavor profile and just really taking the same vegetables, but working with the cuts in a different way. I guess what, what do you do this time of year to really make those, um, vegetables and fruit more interesting? Take into consideration, um, you know, what are these vegetables like raw? So, you know, winter vegetables, you, to me, you think of like stews and, and braising and roasting and, and let's face it, like we, we still want that like fresh, crunchy experience in the winter and it, and it doesn't have to be in a green salad. And so, um, we've been doing things like, um, you know, matchstick yams, for example, as a, as a, as a cold preparation. So eating, you know, taking, take a, taking a winter yam or even, um, like a rutabaga and cutting it really finely. So you, you end up with this really nice, almost slaw, crunchy experience that's fresh tasting and reminds you of the summer, but you're able to utilize those winter vegetables in, in a different way that doesn't feel so heavy. You know, when you're advising people to sort of base their menu on what's uh, in season, uh, you know, what does that look like for like purchasing and all that? I mean, does that get pretty expensive if you're changing your menu constantly based on the season? We use value ingredients and, and we balance them with ingredients that are going to be those higher end, like, you know, sugar snap peas when they're in season, um, fiddlehead ferns, French breakfast radishes. So, you know, we'll use, we want to feature those vegetables, but we know that in a, in a retail setting, you're going to have a different, uh, a price per pound or for even for, for a serving than you would for someone going to a restaurant. So there's a lot of balancing like, okay, we want to feature these beautiful French breakfast radishes, but what can we, what can we do to enhance this flavor, but still keep it a value, right? I, I look at things like, you know, carrots. They're always around. They're a value vegetable. They pair well with other, with other vegetables. And so I'll drive the recipe with these value components. When you are planning your menu, are you planning around some of those specialty items, some of those, um, you know, items that are in season? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So one of the, one of the projects that, that I work on that's extremely seasonal is, uh, we call them our hot bar vegetable blends. And basically, you know, when you go into, um, uh, a retail prepared foods department and you see, uh, roasted vegetables or sauteed vegetables or steamed vegetables that you want to put on the plate or package up to go along with your organic rotisserie chicken. Those are very much driven by seasonality um, because they're, we're able to put them together, feature them for a month or two month period of time. 
and and then swap in the next round. Um, those so you know, for example, we've done like a summer vegetable saute in the style of um, spiralized vegetables, right? So we'll do summer squash and zucchini. Um, we'll add uh, the the seasonal tomato. For us, we've got durst tomatoes that time of year, um, and so that that style of we call them kits, very driven by seasonality. What ingredients that are fresh right now are you most excited about using on some of your menus? So right now, um, let's see, I'm, I've been really excited about the, the type of citrus that is, that has been available to us. Um, we're getting some great blood oranges in a couple different varieties, um, of, uh, Lemons, cara cara oranges, and then we're moving into uh, sugar snap peas and fava beans have just started up, which are fantastic. Um, sugar snaps are great because the yield is fantastic. You just, you know, stem them. They're basically ready to go raw, uh, steamed. And then fava beans, you're going to want to have a little bit of labor on hand. They can be tricky to deal with, but they are delicious and are only available for a very short time. Yeah, you know, several people have been mentioning fava beans, and I'm so intrigued. What is so great about fava beans? <laughs> so the fresh fava beans, it's a completely different experience than when you are having a canned fava bean, like, like any fresh bean, right? Um, the thing with fresh fava beans is that if you can poach them and pull that fresh bean out of the pod and be able to serve it that night as a special. They're super buttery, rich, and the texture is, it's different than a lot of beans and then it doesn't have that starchy, mealy quality to it. It's, it's almost buttery. Yeah, what do you usually do with them? You said poaching, what else? Well, so, you know, you'll get them, you'll get the fava bean in and within each... Um, each bean, they sort of look like a little beanstalk. There'll be five pods, five to six pods. In order to get the edible part of the bean out, you've got to open up that stalk, pop your five or six pods out, put those into like a blanching salted water. What that will do is it'll split the pod and what lies inside is the bean. So it's about a three-step process to get... Let's say with each with each stock, you get five little beans. So from there, you know, a quick saute with olive oil, salt and pepper. Fantastic. Thank you so much to Lacey for taking the time to speak with Colorful Plates about your journey and your current endeavors. We will see you guys next week. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And as always, stay fresh. <laughs>